I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next breakout rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. Have a lot to get into today. I think Tyler and uh, Tyler mostly is full of energy, so we will let Tyler go first because his "What's on your mind?" typically takes a little bit longer. So we'll uh, we'll start with Ty. Let let him go through his five or six, and then we'll uh, we'll get to Lou and I. All Star Game. What's on my mind? We've been talking about Steph Curry for a while. There's no player in the league that has the ability to impact the game and has changed it as much as Steph Curry. His cards are probably still undervalued if you think about it. It was the 75th anniversary of the NBA. They did the top 75. It's really hard to imagine a world where Steph Curry isn't like a forever top five guy when all is said and done. You know, you watch that game, the three-point line. No one, people would prefer to shoot four feet back from the three point line almost, you know, nowadays. And so then he put on that show at the All Star game, and I was just gut punched that I own none of his cards. That hurt. But overall, it was a sweet weekend. Obi Top takes it home. I was a little perturbed by Cole Anthony. He was the first dunker in the dunk contest, like going New York when he plays for Orlando and like coming out in the Knicks jersey. And like putting Tim's on. And I know he's from New York, but like Obi was the Knicks player. And so I was like, I don't know about that. What about when LeBron was like, hey, like I'm actually Cleveland. Like I'm, I'm embracing Cleveland again. Like why does he go yeah. on and off with that? He definitely just decided in the last pretty much week, I'm done with. And, and oh, yeah. have, like I'm fully in control of this. And yeah, was like, like this year's finish and nothing matters. So yeah, nothing matters. Bronny, he might go. He could go in the last pick in the second round. I'm gonna go play for that team, you know. And was or to France. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. He might play for G League Ignite for all that matters. I mean, you don't even. Uh, so that was crazy. Yeah, him going Cleveland, but Darius Garland had a different energy about him. I I think like Saturday night at the Skills, he's just. So do that. You're like, okay, he's going to be in the league for a very long time and be very good. He's good. Manchester United had a big win. I mean, Sancho is back and on fire. I think he was player of the month in the Prem. Um, he took a lot of hate early. I've, I've got a good amount of his, uh, his stuff. Pretty pumped to see that. We announced trade night. We'll get into that more. Paul Pog goes back on and firing. And I ran into our boy, still pretty much cardless, Josh Giddy yesterday randomly in the mall when he was in Cleveland the day before. It's been a fun couple of days. I'm excited to get into the show. That's what's on my mind. Right. What's on my mind? I'm not sure how early we start the countdown, but we're at 155 days till the national. That's wow. too early. 150 days is too that's, many. That's a deep pull. That's, that's less than half a year. 155 that's... is a good number. <laughs> I, I mean, 155 days. By the time this is live, we'll be at 154. You're not wrong. True. And then the day after right? that, it'll be 152. Early, early thoughts. Bigger national this year or last year? This year. I don't know about that. I agree. Interesting. I agree with Lou. I think it will be hard to beat last year's national. I do too. And I think that AC is completely different from Chicago. Thousand percent. Couldn't agree more. I think there will be, I think it'll be a bigger show. One, there's going to be a shitload of big events. What I mean by it is huge like, events. There's going to be it's going to be more like a cultural event, I believe, than just your down and dirty, like on the floor yep. card show. And so that's what I mean by that. When I went to the national, you know, ten years ago, right? I got a, what was it, twelve years ago? I went to my first one. Like you had a couple, co- like you would have like. These parties like Panini Tops, you'd have a, those. The distributors would have a party. That was about it. There's there's not a ton of ton of stuff going on now. Everybody has everybody's gonna have an event, uh, meet and greet, giveaways, parties, yeah, meet players, up, whatever it is. 
A lot yep. of contemporary talent, not your old school, just like all the guys doing the auto, you know, run around. We're doing play of the week dinner. So right there, I mean, just levels up everything. I imagine Fanatics will be in the mix. I think it'll be more, to your point, I think it'll be more of a big cultural event, maybe less of just a down and dirty action like dealer show would be my take. And there's a blackjack table within five minutes of wherever you're buying and selling cards, which is dangerous because you might just flip a card for 150, take it over to the roulette table, and all of a sudden you give away a card for free. That is 100% on the menu for me. It's going to be the coolest. I'm I'm just going to, it might be 2 a.m. And all of a sudden, instead of putting a chip down, you just drop down like a PSA 9 on the table. You, think, like, What's you this? think they take collateral? <laughs> it might. That week? It might you want to get like, you want like one spin on the, uh, on like a, a slot machine. Like you give them like a Nikhil Alexander Walker PSA 9, you know? Someone has to recreate a fake casino, but instead you're just breaking cards. Yeah. Wild. All right, Lou, what's on your mind? You know, I was actually going to say part of that for me was I hope that there's baseball at that point because I would love to be betting baseball at the sports books while I'm there. On my mind right now is baseball. I've been trying to figure out if I want to buy anything during this lockout. The answer is no. Mm. It's too unpredictable. They're kind of, it sounds like they're heating up now, kind of what we thought. Like they're not really going to miss that many games. I don't think it's in anyone's interest to do so. So they'll find a way to make it work. But do you know why exactly they're like, I don't follow it at all, so I know nothing. Why are Where are they stagnant? A lot of places. I, I think a big one for the players would be service time. I don't totally understand. I, do, I don't want to speak. Is that here. like what happened with Chris Bryant? Yes. They're trying to change that because basically it. what I can gather is this. And now this is just one end of that whole problem with the lockout. But like to my understanding, you know, the players their careers are only so long, right? So when you get up to the majors and then you're under control for five or six years, it kind of really limits your earning potential. So I think there's some thought of like just completely ending arbitration. And then there's some thought of like you get, you shorten service time, you make players eligible for extension sooner so then they can make money sooner so then they're happier and et cetera, et cetera. So that's one, it's a long list of issues, but yeah, hopefully it gets solved sooner rather than later because I would really not enjoy not having baseball is Juan Soto the guy the guy the guy no I would say it's probably like Acuna Mm. Soto's the guy I take it back Soto's the guy I think so too who else is in the same conversation same guys Soto Tatis Acuna those are the big three Otani no he's the Josh Allen of baseball (laughs) <laughs> that's pretty good thank you I do want to talk about some of the PWCC sales PWCC sales this weekend I believe there was a couple couple records one of them what was it uh, a trout there was a trout and a Kobe record yeah so the trout was um, an orange uh, PSA 10 I'm sorry a gold PSA 10 gold yeah gold yeah. PSA 10 auto did 528 grand which is insane half a million dollars and then the Kobe was an exquisite out of 75, uh, 03 exquisite limited logos, 360 grand. That's insane. I, I don't even know. Like when I, I may, Brian, tell me if this is just me. Like I'm looking at this card right now and it like, it doesn't even make sense in my brain. Like I'm looking at this limited logo, Kobe, first ever printed, like first time he ever had an RPA. I believe this is the first time he ever had an RPA, right? Or not well, an RPA, RPA, just a patch auto. Did. Yeah, patch auto. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know enough about exquisite basketball. Like, I'm not the exquisite, you know, exquisite guy. So I, I don't know enough about it to comment, but that's that's a lot of money. Yeah, it's just like a crazy piece. Like, th- that's one of those pieces that doesn't come up, like, hardly ever. And, you know, if you're in a position to make a play on something like that, it's like, to me, it's one of the must-buys. It was good to see that there was a uh, there was a big sale for... For Burrow and for McDavid, though, like the McDavid was the 15, uh, it was the cup patch auto, but it was the exquisite collection. Mm-hmm. It was like a PSA 1010 number did 97, did $144,000. That's insane. I would love to know why they landed on 97. I always love that when there's like the random numbers. Yeah, that's a, uh, I mean, well, 97 is just Jersey number. Maybe that's why they did it on 97 then. That makes sense. I think that's why it's at a 97. And then a Burrow NT patch auto at a 99 
did what, like 156? I'm pulling it up. Yep. Yeah, 156. 156K. Min Gem 9.5. Min Gem 9.5, one of 13. 13 9.5s did $156,000. You think that's high? Seems high. Seems high to me as well. But again, like what's what's a Luca of that do? Two and a quarter, 250? Isn't that how high those Luca got? Yeah, you're right. Who would you rather have an NT patch auto of nine five ten? Would you rather have a Burrow and a hundred thousand or Luca? Burrow. It's not a hundred thousand. It's a hundred. I'd rather have Luca. I'd rather have Luca. I'm just saying the difference in cash. I'd rather have Luca. Luca did two. I think Luca did quarter of a million dollars. I don't have what, Luca? half a million. Aren't they kind of like yeah? Aren't they like kind of eh? Who Luca in general? Just not Luca in general, but just like I mean, unless he's leaving the map, like I don't know. Like, is there some sort of like? upside that you're seeing that I'm not other than like the general like Luca upside but like let's do this how old's Luca 22 probably 23 how old's Joe Burrow 25 23 is he 25 is he 25 he's 25 years old yeah he's 25 he was a senior Brady's 42 43 no no I'm <laughs> saying that Joe Burrow so much I know relax guy um <laughs> Luca's three years younger than Joe Burrow in three years from now, Luca is gonna be like Joe Burr also played in a Super Bowl. Luca's never been in the second round. Okay, give him give him three years. Luca could end up being Mike Trout of baseball. That's what I'm saying. Never ever play in a meaningful game. And still be the fucking guy. He is the guy. He's he's awesome. Yeah, I mean Mike Trout's done for half a million dollars. So I guess it when playing in a World Series doesn't matter. So he ain't wrong. Yeah. I guess I'd by the time I'd walk myself four, back out of four that. years from now. NBA is going to have mid-season tournaments. So it's going to be like, that's going to change a lot of things. I saw them talk about that. What the hell is that? So think about this. You know how we say there's way too many games, 82 games, none of the players, it just gets now dry, double it, blah, yeah. blah, blah. No, 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 no. Now go down to 50 or 48 and it, there'll be the all-star game. Then maybe two weekends, there'll be a break and there'll just be like eight teams go to Miami and play a four-day round-robin tournament that has major cash prizes for the players. They're taken from the Premier League, not the Premier League, global soccer infrastructure where there's multiple different cups and competitions. So there can be increased interest. Even if you're having an off year, you can put together a That's weekend cool. and go for it. And it's That's all, cool. yeah, exactly. It's, they're going to make so much money on it. Think about already the play-in to the playoffs how much it gives more interest of like they might make the play in i think the problem with something like that is like it has to be a lot of money to get the players to make to care and like they already don't care enough like as it is so like getting them to care about a mid-season tournament i think is going to be difficult there's so much money bro it's got to be a lot of money there's a lot of money it seems like there's a lot of money like do you think do you think Winning a million the, dollars a guy makes a difference. Hell yeah! To to a lot of guys, it does. It would change not to the Josh. team that's winning that tournament. It's not. I disagree. I disagree too. Okay, they're going to expand the rosters. If Darius Garland and the Cleveland Cavs won a tournament next weekend, it wouldn't matter to Jared Allen and Darius Garland and all those dudes, and they could win a tournament. Next that's weekend. different. I don't. Yeah, but most likely they're not. And it, why not? In- they're fucking on fire. Because if it's if you're if it's supposed to be like everyone cares, then the Nets and the and the whoever else are going to be the ones who end up winning it. Because the best the Nets would win. lose to the Cavaliers in a tournament this weekend. Okay, fine. Even if okay, they fine. care. Okay, fine. Ryan. <laughs> okay, Ryan. Fine. Thoughts. I, I agree with playoff Tyler. series tomorrow. Who's who's winning a playoff series? Not the Nets. The, the Nets are losing to the Cavs in a playoff series. Starting the Nets tomorrow. Are not winning all things play- considered, yeah. Okay, yeah. fine. I don't know what to say. What do you mean? Okay, fine. Starting tomorrow, like no KD, no Ben Simmons. Yeah, fine. With KD and Ben Simmons and Kyrie, you think the Cavs are beating the Nets in a playoff yeah. series? But they're not. They wouldn't be playing tomorrow. Okay, guys, we're talking about in a in a world where they care. So Russell Westbrook, in a world, on, in a world where they care, James, Carmelo Anthony, all those guys, all those superstars don't matter. Either. Little different. They're not going to win. They're not that good. What? They're not playing. They're not playing very well. I think in a playoff series. The Nets or the Lakers are going to beat the Cavs. I'm if confused. the Lakers, full strength, played the Cavs in a midseason tournament next weekend, the Cavs would If you're saying that it matters. 
Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't know. Like, well, fine. I don't know basketball that well, but then like, I'm confused by that. Then the Cavs should be like the favorite to win the NBA finals by what you guys are saying. I'm, co- I'm confused. Different. One weekend is different than running what do you mean one weekend? It's, you're supposed to care. If, I'm saying if people care, if it matters to win the games, I think the best players are going to win the games. The Bucs are beating all of them. Fine. I'm with, I, I, I use the Nets at the top, top of my head, but like the Bucs play the Cavs in this tournament. Who wins? Yeah, the Bucs. Bucks. Yeah, the Bucs. Okay. Okay. I just don't sure. value the, the talent on the, I mean, like, I just don't think the, the Nets or the Lakers are going to play well enough together to win. Okay. But we'll, yeah, I mean, fine. I don't know about basketball, so I can't really argue it, but it seems, seems pretty obvious to me that if there was a tournament among these teams and there was a world where we got them to care enough to treat it like a, to treat it like a finals run, there's no chance the Cavaliers win that tournament. Unless something crazy happens, they have to win four or five games in a row or whatever. Maybe, but I don't think so. Sun, Suns won eight in a row in the bubble. Yes. The Suns are also like the number one seed in the West. This was two years ago. The Cavs are like the third I know. Yeah. or second. Aren't the Cavs two or three? I'm here. I'm okay. Whatever. I'm we're happy to be wrong We're having a random debate about basketball. Yeah. <laughs> But but I do believe my point on Luca was I think that there's going to be the stars I've seen this weekend. It's just like the teams are becoming irrelevant. Yeah, in a weird way it. over time. Yeah, it's bad. I think it's very very bad. I think the interest in football is, I mean, I, I, the football interest versus basketball interest. Their football's way 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 up. Like the most watched finals ever. It is still behind like five Super Bowls, right? The so most like, watched finals was, was behind like, like a random Sunday in the NFL. Sometimes, I think. Yeah. yeah. So I think the demand nah, for just... like the interest in football is so much higher and there's a major discrepancy between basketball and football. And I think you're starting to finally see that gap. Like that Joe Burrow 9-5 sold for like 20 grand at the National in August when Luca was still a six-figure card. And I think the gap is finally being closed. Now Zion, I think it did like what, half a million dollars? That's outrageous. But I just... I don't think there needs to be that big of a gap between Joe Burrow, who's been to the Super Bowl, and Luka, who may never, ever, ever play in a finals. Now, again, the argument is, well, Mike Child's never played in a World Series, and he's still the best player in baseball, and his stuff still sells well. But, I don't know. For the same amount of money, I'd rather put the Luka money into Giannis, a guy that's won finals, won MVPs, won finals MVPs, done all of those things, rather than, you know, I love Luka. Luka's great, but if he never plays in anything meaningful, like, yeah, I think you can make an argument it should be swift. It should be like flip. You know? What? Joe Burrow should be higher? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, Luca's great. Luca's super talented. He's fucking one of the best three, one, one of the best two young players in, the, in basketball. I think it's him and Giannis. But it's like, yeah, I guess we'll see, right? That's why you buy him. Speculation. Mm-hmm. You're not buying him for what he has done. You're buying him for what he could do. Yep. People love John Morant, too. Love John Morant. They do love John Morant. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with Zion. They're saying right now, if Zion never played another game, like he would have played as many games. He would have played two less games or three less games than Greg Oden did in his first three seasons. And it's like eerily similar. I I feel like the only, unless you're, I I don't know how anyone can consider like Zion, like a quote unquote superstar or, or like anything along those lines at this point. Fully agree. I mean, Darius Garland is a bit. John Moran is like five x leaps and bounds. I just don't get why we continue to talk about Zion in that way when, like, everyone globally agrees that he hasn't done anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it just goes back to like not what you have done, but what you can do. Potential speculation. That's why we buy cards. That's why people are paying. Potential and speculation. He's he's not playing for the rest of the year, and then who knows what's going to happen? You're damn right. Joe Burrow went to one Super Bowl and sells for $150,000. Not great. <laughs> we'll see. You know what is this, Sherlock? New York. He's sneaky. March 10th, New York. We're doing trade night, Bleecker Street. Three of us will be there. First time I've ever been to New York. Excited to be in the city. Excited to go to Bleecker. Excited to do trade night. Are you excited about pizza? Yes. Love a good New York style pizza. Actually, in New York now. New York style. I've never heard of New York style. Yeah. 
I just figured it's pizza. Yeah, what's considered yeah. in your style, Ryan? Like the long, like, it's like got foldable to it. Yeah, foldable. Yeah. Pinch it. Yep. New York style is way better than Chicago, though. I might offend some people with that. I apologize. I'm sure I'm going to hear about that. But March 10th, give a little color, right? Yeah. 96 Christopher Street, New York, New York. 7 to 10 p.m. March 10th. Ty, Lou, and I, Jason, I think will be there. Going to be out bleaker, hanging out, wheeling and dealing, talking cards, chilling. There will be food. There will be drinks. There will be product, raffles, giveaways. There will be transactions, trades, action. There will be some good tunes. We'll have some gear, T-shirts to give away, different stuff. We'll do a little po-op for the event. It should be a good time. I hope you can make it. Yeah, very cool. Can't can't wait. Coming up soon. All right, let's, let's get into the Facebook questions. Shout out to Jay for grabbing these from Facebook. Uh, so Kyle Hur- Hurls says, Here a lot of thoughts on Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, and Herbert going into next season. But what are the thoughts on Lamar? I feel like he could potentially be a sneaky play in an offseason with how much he's flown under the radar ending the season. I have a thought. I think Lamar Jackson is has like the strongest fan base in the NFL because people hate that guy and the people who love Lamar Jackson are like all in like he's the best quarterback in the NFL. Like people very hardcore, polar. very yeah, polarizing quarterback. That's a great way to describe it, right? I happen to like Lamar. I don't know. I think his prices are still a little too high relative to who else is in the world, but I don't know. I saw somebody list uh, National Treasures uh, Lamar Jackson logo patch auto out of 99 PSA 9 on Instagram for $20,000. What? That's a seventh of that Burrow gem price. That doesn't seem that high if we're valuing Burrow at 150 for a 9.5 min gem. I don't think a min gem is that far from a PSA 9. Oh, I think I see this. Is it the perp, the yellow and the black? That one? Uh, I think Flawless Gems had it. Wow. Yeah, I, I maybe I'm maybe then maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the prices have come back down, and that's great. I'm a big fan of Lamar. The one thing we've talked about before on this show is it's hard to get up to peak pricing once you you know Lamar got an MVP and then lost in the first round of the playoffs and then like his stuff kind of went down and then it hasn't been quite the same since it's hard to get back up to that peak pricing, but comparing it to burrow and to some of the other guys, like he mentioned, like Alan Mahomes, burrow and Herbert are like the four guys people are wanting in terms of young QBs. So I definitely think there's going to be potential of somebody to step up next year and get in that same class of guys. Lamar's definitely, definitely on the list plays in a tough division though. The narrative on Lamar this year was just, he was just hurt. Well, he was hurt. Their team was hurt. I mean, Dobbins yeah. is out for the season. Remember, they had all those running backs. I recall like that. Yeah, they all dropped in the preseason. Yeah. The AFC is going to be a gauntlet for the next couple of years. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not. I'm, yeah, indifferent on Lamar. Yeah, I mean, I'm like just, you got Joe Burrow, Zach Wilson, Justin Herbert, yeah. Mahomes, Allen. Yeah, right. After those guys, I named those guys come next. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. I think he's retiring. What do you think? No, he did have a little Hinsky at it. No chance. He's gonna no come chance. Back for he's three going three more years with a new team. Tennessee, a new team. I think he's Tennessee. staying in Green Bay if he stays. Tennessee, Tennessee would be fire. Tennessee, Indy, or Denver. Just throwing Tannehill to the curb, huh? Yeah, I could see Denver. I think it's a it's a Denver. Although the Peyton, he might not go the same Peyton route. I could see the Indy play. He's well, going on. Pat, that's Pat, also the Peyton route. Supposed though. to be going on McAfee's podcast to announce it. Today, like yeah, he always does. He told McAfee that weeks ago that when he was ready to make the decision, he would fly to Indy and make it live on Pat McAfee's show. He goes on every Tuesday. So like today, he's going to go on for his like weekly segment, and I guess he's going to decide it or announce it at least. Yeah, that definitely seemed like a, hey, thanks for these great memories. You guys are awesome. Uh, love you guys. Gratitude. Thank you. On to the next chapter kind of thing, uh, including his ex-fiance and his ex-teammates. Speaking of, do you did you hear the rumor about Brady coming back? The thing circulating online is there's some some 49ers energy happening. That's the team he grew up for, right? He grew up in the Bay Area, didn't he? Yeah, and now people are saying like all his like all those posts weren't actually retirement posts. They were like I'm just leaving the Bucks posts. That would be wild. They're they're good. 
I mean, Debo and Tom Brady, that would be out of control. And that defense? Sneaky, Ty's confused. He's like, he wasn't ready for that. Well, no, I, I've, I've more, I think Brady, we've said, I think he lands somewhere. I think all these quarterbacks are going to keep pulling this. You LeBron think Brady's going to play week one? No. Stretch run. I don't. Right. Load management. I think he's like a week four implementation. <laughs> no. Like just really just keeps pushing the envelope. Like might show up wild card weekend. <laughs> all right, let's get to the next question. So Nathan, uh, Nathan, <laughs> but hold asks, on, hold on, hold on one second. Super Bowl's in Arizona next year. Yes. With Kyler. I heard what you said. I was there with you while you were getting there. Being sneaky, does he bounce? And do we get a enter the superstar three years in a row? Yeah, Brady slides in. At home, new QB, blah, blah, blah. All these teams just playing for the one-year move. I think a lot of teams are going to try to start replicating what the Rams did, so that wouldn't surprise me. Kyler gets shipped. Rodgers to Arizona. Cardinals are in the Super Bowl at home three years in a row. Sneaky. Hasn't Ryan happened in like, that. what, 50-some years and happens three years in a row? Oh, yeah. Yeah, crazy. Wild. Crazy. Nathan Bressel asks, how many Wander base tops rookies will be graded by PSA by the end of March? So five weeks. I think 500. 300, yeah. I said three, three to 500. Which is a lot for a month. Yes. So, so the supposed print run is 784,000 I saw or something like that. Estimated print run. Let me see if I can find it so I won't give bad information. I probably should look that if up If that's beforehand. true, that's a lot of cards. Well, it's not that surprising. I mean, like how many base, you know, Joe Burrows do you think there are? Probably a lot. 780,000? I mean, that wouldn't stun me. So top, top series one print run period, approximately 722,000 for the base card. So that's from Mike Bask Baxick on Twitter. I saw. That's nuts. Yeah, I would say three to five hundred. Sounds about right. Now, uh, in the next year, a lot, couple. All right, Corey Ludwig asks, "How can the NBA improve the dunk contest? Get rid of it. Get the best people in the league to do it. Change it. Play horse instead." Make, like make the prize, make the prize, you know, $5 million. Yeah, it has to be something insane to get the right yeah. people to do it. Yeah, I mean, get, you can't tell me there's a company out there that wouldn't pay $5 million to be the prize donor for the NBA dunk contest. Yeah, again, I just don't think... You pay You pay for a Super Bowl ad. I don't know. I, I think $5 million is a lot of money. I just don't know if these guys are motivated like that to do, do a dunk contest for $5 million. I think it's more likely that to do something like a like a different competition. I think that would bring be more fun and bring more energy. Ty, what can the NBA do to improve the dunk contest? Oh, simple. Ten dudes. Simple. You need vo- It's very simple. You need volume of dunks. If you for the amount of time for the amount of dunks is awful. You need to increase dunks per time. You go ten guys. First round, you have two attempts. No matter if it. If you follow through, if you fuck it up, that's an attempt. So you have two attempts. First go, you miss it. That means you have to put down a dunk on the second attempt. If you don't dunk on the first two attempts, you're out. Top three guys, make it to the final round. Three attempts, boom. Because it's bullshit that you got the dude in the corner taking 20 minutes, 18 minutes, to do this off the side of the board thing, and then doesn't even complete it, when after two times, if you're if you are one of the ten players to be selected to be on that stage, you should put in the work and preparation and thoughtfulness that if you but botch it off the first two, you have a backup. Dunk just give ready me to a go. through, give me a through the legs windmill, give me a fire reverse, whatever. People want that. That's what gets people going. One dunk that John Morant did in the All Star game was more exciting than the entire dunk contest. That's how I'd play it. Volume of dunks. It's also like they do dumb. Them, they, they do dumb. Sh- you're exactly it's right, dumb. Ty. They do dumb shit too. It's like here's a cupcake on the on the rim. It's like what are we doing? Like literally, just give me jaw running and flying and slamming. Like remember when like when you used to get 2K and like doing a dunk contest is like the most fun thing you could do. Of course, NBA Live. I wouldn't even NBA Live. Throw it sorry. off the backboard. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't even think about doing something like that now. Correct. Sad. No, because that was just dunks. 
give me the through the legs twice. Just try simple things. Everyone wants to blow the candle off the top of the fucking backboard. It's like Meanwhile, they're doing like a two hand, like two hand dunk and it's like nothing and there's Yeah. I, the Kia jumping over the Kia ruined the dunk contest. I, yeah, interesting. Darren Young asks, thoughts on NBA Prism Funko Pops. What is that? I have no clue if this is a sneaky random ass collab that just occurred, but that would be cool. Funko Pops NBA Prism? Funko Pops are like trading cards or something? Wait, didn't we talk about this a few months ago? I don't remember. Oh. What is this? They're collab. It comes with a card and a Funko. Yeah. Panini releases first look at Prism, Funko, Pop, NBA trading cards. Funko has a huge resale right. market. That yeah, that I knew that about Funko. Funko's huge. I don't know what these are. It comes with a Funko and a card. So yeah, I would like consider it's the Prism this card. This is like those uh those old figures they used to do for baseball. What was that green package, uh-huh. Rye? It was a, what, what? it was a it starting was a, lineup. Yeah, starting lineup. It's like starting lineup kind of. I think it's kind of meh because of the players are like kind of meh. Yeah, and it's a prism base card there's a lot of those to begin with so some of them it looks like they have a color version but i don't know if it's probably not numbered it just seems like it's like a it'll probably be something that's like super short print and sell for like thousands of dollars and we'll be like yeah we should have totally gotten in this (laughs) i'm sure we'll miss it but yeah it doesn't i have a couple funkos like i keep on my desk like five you know i've got five or six but nothing uh Judy said a friend of mine was like for a couple hundred Funko. Yeah, Funkos are crazy. I know about Funkos. I know. I remember back in the day, back in the day, I mean like three or four years ago, it was like they used to have like exclusive releases at like cons and all that stuff. And those are worth a lot of money. So now I'm sure they're doing collabs. I just don't know if this exact collab is jumping. All right. Danny Jovanovich. Joe Vanovich, I think that's right. How many graders do you think PSA has for sports cards? It's a great question. I would love to know the math of how many they did last month first to try to compare. I mean, it what was them. it? Seven? How many cards did they do last month? Seven hundred thousand. Like seven hundred thousand cards. Two thousand graders. So seven thousand, seven hundred thousand cards divided really by high. thirty days know. in a month is twenty three thousand three hundred and thirty three uh, per day. If you work seven days a week, if you have shifts seven days a week. Which they're not. Hey, I bet they have shifts going seven days a week, right? Maybe. Keep going. There's got to be somebody who has to get caught up. Let's just assume it's seven days a week. Divided by, if you, uh, Jay said he thinks he heard around 400. Let's say 400. That would be 58 cards per day per grader. If they work seven days a week. I would think they're doing more cards than that. So then I think it's less. Or they're not working seven days a week. So 700,000 divided five. by divided by what? Five. Like five days a week. Okay. 700,000 divided by Electric five math. days a week. This is like Francesca WFAN style right now. I love this. That's 140,000 cards a week. Yeah. Divided by 400 graders is 350. That's much closer. That sounds better. It's like 400, 500 guys. That sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds about right. All right, Andrew Smith says, how much future value do you think non-sports cards of famous, iconic musicians have, such as Elvis, Sinatra, and the Beatles? I think it has to be incredibly rare, incredibly vintage stuff. Unless you're talking about, like, autographs and all that. That's different. But, like, just regular cards has to be extremely rare. Yeah, your your Leaf or your uh, Panini Americana Elvis Presley base card is probably not something I'm betting on long term. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think if I mean, I think there's going to be just as much value long term in some of the newer people. Like since sports cards have blown up, guys like Justin Bieber, Drake, um, some, Taylor Swift, some of these newer ones will have just as much long term potential as old. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm not arguing that that it's deserving. But I think a lot of the people that collect cards now, this what is it, Gen Z? Um, you know, the younger, the NFTs, the crypto sports you cards. Mean like, you mean like you, you're talking about? <laughs> no, I think I'm a, Call I'm, me a, up, bro. I'm a millennial. Right, you're a millennial. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, anyways, anyways, like, yeah, I think the, the, the newer guys would have just as much popularity as that stuff. But 
yeah, like Lou said, rarity will matter. Your your base card of Elvis or Sinatra or the Beatles isn't isn't something I'm as bullish on. You know what? Honestly, is probably a super undervalued card. Gary V Autos. I actually think that's right as well. Not biased at all, by the way. Slightly biased, but also speaking facts. Yeah, I think so as well. Because your Gen Z take, like he's the, he's the guy. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have a couple in my in my PC, so can't say I uh, I don't have a couple. Anthony Martirano says, "Lou, give me some second tier baseball guys that could pop this season." My bet is on Devers. Devers is a good one. This is tough because this is one of these things where like. I say a name and then baseball people are like, you idiot. That's like a top ranked person in the world. And it's like, okay, but no one knows who that is. Like Ryan Moncastle will be one of those people who like no one really knows. But unless you, if you know baseball, you know Ryan Moncastle. So I would say him, Tyler O'Neill, Eloy coming back this year. That's a big one to keep in mind. Yeah. Cool. David Bourne says, so many ultra modern PSA nines are selling for a number just above what the same card ungraded is going for. Is this concerning? With the price of PSA tens being so high, does it make a BGS nine five better value? Would it be better value? I don't know if it's better value. I think a PSA nine is the better value. Right. I was gonna say like the var- the issue is yeah BGS nine might be a better might be more expensive, but the BGS the PSA nine if it's just above or at raw price, that's a better play. Yeah, and it's also like you're not solving your issue like you still have there's still a shit ton of psa 9s floating around so realistically what's the 9.5 worth relatively the issue is the the issue is the volume of cards available not the grade in that case yeah yep definitely gonna be a lot of graded cards all right play of the week let's go let's go it'll be hard to beat either of the last two weeks it's really gonna be hard i mean Mm -hmm. hannah last week with an all-time play top probably what top three all-time Something like that, yeah. It was a pretty proper play. So, all right. So this one is from Chinkstagram. It's from Matthew. He says, Jemmy Mann back with another play of the week. I had the crack and smack Roger Clemens GMA to PSA play. Uh, this play is centered around something you you three preach about, conviction. In September of 2020, I purchased a 20-card lot of 2014 Topps Chrome Aaron Donald Refractors parallels for $170 out the door. I also picked up four other Topps Chrome rookies from a second lot and sent these 24 off to PSA. Upon return, I was looking at roughly $21.45 slabbed, uh, which is $514.80 all in. I ended up with a dozen jemmies and the rest nines and one dud. With the playoff season upon us, I let things marinate a bit while the Rams were making a run. After the Rams took down the Niners, I decided to list some of these on eBay, ending one hour after the Super Bowl. I thought the Rams had a better team, top to bottom. After seeing how Joey B cards ballooned the night of the Bengals winning the NFC title. I was willing to roll the dice. The gamble ended up paying off as an AD 99 paying off as Aaron Donald and company took down the chip or yeah, took down the chip. And honestly, he should have gotten the MVP if votes weren't taken two minutes prior to the game ending, but that's a different point. Total sales on the Super Bowl night netted $1,936 after fees. I still have 11 cards on hand, eight of which are jemmies. With all the accolades AD has collected over his eight years, eight Pro Bowls, seven All-Pros, three Defensive Player of the Years, and a Super Bowl, the remaining slabs will likely remain in my PC for the foreseeable future. I expect him to challenge LT for the best defensive player of all time, and LT's 1982 Tops All-Pro rookies are going for 5K today. Also, for what it's worth, LT's pop report sits at 175 in PSA 10s, while AD's jemmies are between 5 to 10 for any given parallel. Keep up the great work. Keep grinding. Thanks for the consideration. Jemmy Gang respect Jimmy gang. respect on this let me make a quick point aaron donald should not have been the mvp that's like i have his card so i'm biased towards him like, like cooper cup was the mvp let's call it what it is cooper cup was definitely the mvp yeah agreed a thousand percent aaron donald's amazing great definitely play love this monster player. stud all-time defensive player for sure love this play i didn't realize this stuff was that low pop though on some of those big chrome cards yeah like i wonder how much of it was never to just on top of the 2014 print runs being significantly lower, people aren't submitting those, I don't think, right? Yeah, I just, I mean, it's been a more recent thing in the last, what, 12, I would have to ask an Aaron Donald collector, but I don't think Aaron Donald stuff's been super big for a long time. I think a lot of it's gotten a lot more run up in the last six to 18 months. I, right. don't, I mean, six to 12 more likely. I don't think it's been big for a while. So I wonder how much Aaron Donald, like, gas is just sitting in someone's boxes somewhere. 
you're going to you're going to pull an Aaron Donald out of a value box one day. And that likely leads to more grading, which increases pop, which is something to consider long term. Yeah. So good play. Good play. Love it. I like to play. Jimmy Gang. All right. Our next one is from Fainter J. So this is from Justin. He says, here's my make a play for uh, here's my make a play for this week. I bought this 1978 Hugo Sanchez sticker back around Halloween. I'd been picking up Hugo as he is seen by many as the best Mexican soccer player of all time. I got the sticker and thought it looked great, so I decided to pay the 150 to grade it. Came back a seven, which is the highest grade at the moment. In late December, I decided to send it to PWCC monthly auction, but when PWCC changed to a weekly format, I immediately listed it on fixed price there. And after some back and forth, sold it for $2,150. Overall, I believe I netted around $1,700 for a three-month flip. Vintage soccer for the win. Love this. Why is this a German card? It's probably a release that happened. I don't know the product that well, but Americana Munchen. That's, yeah, it's just, it's weird because they're. I think it's just a German product. Yeah, but he never played in Germany. I just, I was curious. I looked it up. But they, all, Europe was putting out all these. Yeah, you're right. You know, it was far more popular over there. You're right. You're right. You're right. Then he said vintage soccer for the win. Didn't that Pele rookie just offer like, what, 1.3 million or something? Yeah. Vintage soccer continues to go crazy. The one on rally you're talking about, right? I thought that's what it yeah. was. I mean, there was a yeah. sale, like, yeah, I think I, it was last week. That was the, my biggest uh, rally investment that I've done. I've done a lot of them. I felt good about that one. Yeah, how's it going? This is a good play. I like this. Best, best Mexican soccer player of all time. Like, do the research, find a rare card. Like it. Like it a lot. All right, next, Jay. Oh, this is awesome. All right, so this is uh, this is from Fishpaw Sports Cards. He says, yo, dudes, I have a play of the week. I visited a local fee market in Grove City, Ohio, and met a dealer named Mark. I bought a few cards. Most significant were a Jordan Awara Contenders Draft Auto for a dollar, sold for 17 on eBay, and a 1998-1999 uh, Skybox Star Rubies Eric Williams for a dollar. I posted it on eBay, and it did 160. More exciting than 160X, it was sold to Nat Turner for his set. I couldn't help but laugh how big and how small of a world the hobby can feel. Not a bad return on a couple $1 buys and to help Nat complete one of his impossible sets was a cherry on top. Great content, fellas, and stay safe. Were you excited about the Nat part or that he was in Grove City? Uh, so Fishball's local and Mark is this person I bought my card store from. Really? That's so crazy. Yeah. Every week yeah. there's a Ryan Johnson connection in Play of the Week. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, so this is, uh, I mean, the Nat Turner part is pretty cool. I didn't realize Nat Turner was working on this set. I thought he was doing like the PMG green set, but Nat Turner probably is doing a, a lot of big, a rare, iconic sets. Probably doing a few sets. I don't yeah, know. Pro- probably a couple. Prism Gold, first year, PMGs out of 10, Skybox Star Rubies. Yeah, but this kind of stuff, I mean. These are out there, man. The value box plays. He even said Jordan Awara for a dollar. Like these kind of things exist. So I mean, a dollar uh, to one hundred and sixty dollars is crazy. Yeah, I've not. I, I've gotten a quarter to one hundred and thirty before. A dollar to one hundred and sixty is pretty. Pretty a quarter crazy. to one hundred and thirty is better than one to one sixty. Yeah, I, I, I literally found the same thing. So I found a Star Rubies Ted Johnson at the Dallas Card Show in a quarter box. Can I walk around with you next time we're at a show? You just got to go. You never let me walk around. Are you going to Dallas? Yeah. Who's going to Dallas? I'm looking to go to Dallas. Yeah. March 3rd, 4th, 5th. I'm flying in on Saturday Saturday morning on the first flight to Dallas, and I'm probably going to be extremely hungover. So if you're in Dallas, you may be able to take advantage of that situation. Just FYI. Yeah. I think I like, I don't know what time you're getting there, but I'm leaving like, I think early or midday. So we'd, I have to look. That's a tough scene. Um, it's Andy K's birthday on Friday night. He's throwing a pretty big gig, and it's just one of those things. That I, I respect it. You know, Ty. It seems like you always hot. have like parties and events right around like the Dallas Card Show. It's like wild how how convenient that is. Interesting. Give me some data on that one. Didn't you have like a bachelor party last time? Hmm. My mind is blown by what's on the screen right now. We need to focus. Okay, we got to focus. Sorry, Ty. We'll get back to that later. 
This is from Junk Wax Breaks on IG. Um, it says, I'm from Houston and was looking to keep up with the Astros last year. They caught up a minor leaguer named Jake Myers midseason. He wasn't playing consistently at first, but due to a solid performance, he began playing more and more. He looked very promising. He had decent stats, clutch plays, and looked really good. Went on the hunt for some cards of his and noticed that he wasn't in any major releases and his only card was from his minor league team. The card was released in a team set, so you were guaranteed to get one. They were $4 each, so I bought 20 He kept playing well, and I almost immediately bought 15 more. As soon as I got them, I listed them on eBay for 35 each. They were selling very well immediately. I sent three to SGC, and all of them jammed. Listed one on eBay for 225 and it also sold almost immediately. Recently sold the last one I had listed on eBay. All in for $299.90. I made $936 after fees and shipping for a profit of $636. On top of that, I still have three raw cards that I'm sending to my ComC account and have two SGC 10s still left. When I saw Jake Myers and then I saw $936, I couldn't believe my eyes, so I needed to focus. I apologize for that. This is a classic, like, got your in before the real cards come out so you can jump in and make a play on a guy, right? Because Jake's going to have top cards this year. Gonna, 100%. Yeah, it's supply and demand. I love it. Love doing the research, finding stuff like this. This is amazing. Yeah. Marley cards are funny, too, because they're, like, given out by the teams and stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, good play. Love the research. Love the extra effort. Love it. Big, big fan. Still have some. Made some money. Send some to ComC. Selling some on eBay. Grading some. All right. Any more? Any more plays? All right. Got one more. Oh, a candy play. Oh, man. My dad killed on this. Dylan Young says, bought a candy MLB pack in October. Paid $50. Only play was not opening it. Listed and sold within three hours today for $12.99. $1,299. Over 20x after fees. Not sure if these count since they're digital, but it's the best profit I have to submit. I need a super exclusive PO app. So my my dad did this. He opened the packs and was selling the cards out of the pack. I think he had like two or three packs, I think. there's There was serious action happening. This is a classic first mover thing. So you have to be careful. Everyone be careful. But yeah, 50 to 1300 is real. Feels like a big moment for card talk right now. Why? Because this is kind of Pandora's box. Keep talking. Because this is a real play. Say more. But what if this play wins play of the week? I'm pretty sure it's going to win play of the week. Then what? We have issues. I'm here for it. It's a play. This is where we're, the world's going. Just to be clear, Dylan is also a uh, Columbus, Ohio native. So shout out to Columbus. We need Columbus, to ban. Ohio. There's no more Columbus people allowed in play of the week. Columbus, Ohio. For- Officially, it's written down. And Jay had no idea either. That's what that's, you hate to see it. Rye, are you? Do you just put your boys on play? Rye's just walking around with flyers just I all over the city. I could not be more serious when I tell you I have never, ever one time told either Joe or Dylan to submit play of the weeks not one time thanks for promoting the show yeah that was a good response <laughs> that's funny just never tell my boys to ever engage i'm just saying like i'm like hey guys go submit the play it's the week. crazy I'll, how many ohio people there are though it's crazy how many ohio people there are ohio it's every week it's every week there's ryan's someone from ohio deep, in here man. that ryan like it's knows it's at. Deep. let's pick a winner pick a winner who do you got it, so let's be very careful here because the the candy thing is crazy. It was obviously it was like the first week that the thing came out, so it was super super cheap and everything ran up. Actually, never mind. That's the winner. I'm talking myself out of it. That's the winner. So everyone, be careful. Ryan, I like fish paws, dollar box play, or the junks. I love junk or wax the breaks. junk wax breaks. One of those two would be mine. I'll go junk wax breaks if you want to. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm the swing vote here. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. I'm, I want to think about this. Like, I like both of these plays. Like, the the value box play has always been my, like, hey, this is, I live and die in value boxes. It's it's a real thing to teach somebody and has a ton of potential. So to be able to find that kind of stuff is, it's cool. It's out there and it's real. So it's it's a big thing. But also doing the homework, the grading thing, like, sitting on some cards, selling it, making a bunch of money on a guy that doesn't have any cards at all. Like that takes, that takes some work too. 
man, man, oh man. And I, I don't know much about the candy thing, but op- on not opening a digital. Can you go back? My vote's been casted. That's a hell, hell of a play. That's not my play of the week. Right. This is really hard. This is another good week, man. These are getting good. People are smart. People know they know how to get us too. Yeah, I they know. Do. That's where we're at now. We're very predictable. I love the play, the the, the Facebook. Yeah, I love it. I am the swing vote this week. I never get to be the swing vote. Right. <laughs> uh, this is one of the hardest decisions I've made. Um, <laughs> because they're like, like they're both like, uh, like. Because Dylan's like my best friend, and he told me if I win, I mean, he gets twenty. And so is the, the other guy. So it's <laughs> like, what's he gonna do? I got. I, we got to bring up random.org. No random.org. Can you just pick Ryan, one? make a choice, guy? Uh, Heard a feeling for once. Um, and then tell someone they suck after. Nah, I can't tell. I'm going with fish paws. I like the I like the dollar to 160. That PMG, the dollar box, the Nat Turner, Columbus, Ohio. I'm going with this. I'm on fish. I'm going junk wax. Man, that candy pack. Scroll back. That's the winner. Can we confirm it was paid for? This is the winner. I feel pretty confident that Nat paid for the card. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Can he confirm it was paid for?" <laughs> So there's a waiting patient. I feel pretty confident that Nat's going to finish that one off. <laughs> I don't know. He lost some cards. Maybe he was in a tough spot. Never quit. Probably just ran, the, he got the, cards ran the Apple Pie real quick. He's good to go. Exactly. Ding, ding. This is my winner. Let's go. That's a good job. It's a beautiful card, to be honest. Aesthetically. I just want to make a point. Play of the week. People think it's about, like, you get the burrow, and you make your burrow go from, like, 20 to 400. Whoever that I don't know who that guy was on that on that skybox card. It's like that. It's Jake Myers. It's like all these random people. Like you you can make plays on anything in cards. Yep, hundred percent. All right, as we wrap it up, we've got this week's latest launch. Not a ton coming out, but there's a couple things on here that I think are worth noting. You do have a new Pokemon release. Brilliant Stars comes out this week. You've got Leaf Valiant Football, and then you have Donruss Basketball. So Donruss Basketball bringing back Next Days has the Marvel inserts in it. So couple couple decent releases this week's with Donruss Basketball, Brilliant Stars Pokemon, and Leaf Valiant Football. Donruss Basketball, giddy. Yep. Next Day Auto's coming back. Giddy. Giddy. All right. New York, March 10th. Don't forget if you made it this far. Trade Night, NYC, Bleaker, Card Talk. See you guys there. Sweet. Peace, guys. Peace. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.